All right. So I guess this is uh, our podcast. The name will be posted <laughs> as we get there. Uh, well, this is kind of a reunion of sorts. In a with, sense. Yeah. Because yeah. we've all we've now learned other things elsewhere and come back and brought that with us. We have? I don't know. We're supposed to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Trying to sound mature here. Yeah, nope. that doesn't that never works. You guys so invited me. We we all were on the How to Pair Beer with Everything podcast that kind of uh due to life kind of unceremoniously just fucking died. Because <laughs> I just out. I just had uh burnout, I guess is the best way, and I just fucking died. Um so we were on that, but now we're we uh our Rich was doing his NAPA scene podcast, which is Rich over there. Because I didn't introduce anybody anyway. Yes, hello. He's actually straight across <laughs> from Derek right yeah. now. They can see each other. And and George Zubrja is uh, over here. And the he, via silent. He did the <laughs> as well. And then uh, we did the Beer Geeks Radio Hour for a while together. Now that's still yeah. going, but we're no, we're dead from it. We are uh, in retirement. Well, now so. that school's in session. Yeah. <laughs> Good old school. So uh, as we're getting this podcast, I figure the best way to kind of kick everything off for this, for those who that introduction meant absolutely fucking nothing to them. Absolutely nothing. Um, a way to get to know us better would be, I guess, through our, our likes and instead of dislikes, I don't even want to say dislikes because it's mostly going to be our likes. Uh, we kind of put together some top five things and all that stuff in different categories we're going to talk about so you kind of get to know what we're into and all that stuff. Um, but I guess first, I want to talk about some things that we've recently gotten into that we've watched or something like that because we're always consuming well i think the the big one of course is stranger things yeah, yeah. everybody wants did to did you talk finish about it yet that. actually oh. i have not started what i know i know you i'm shocked no i am i told him about it weeks ago everybody's been raving about it and i think the first person i think i saw bobby keller was just going nuts about it on facebook when i was on there i i told him about it because i watched it a couple weeks ago it was like right around the week after they posted it and I texted him right away and said, "You need to watch this." And his response, yeah, was, yeah, I'm on it. Yeah, his his response <laughs> was like this kind of vague, like made it sound like, "Oh yeah, I already watched it." So I thought, "Oh okay." And then I see him two weeks later, and I go talk to him about, it. "Oh, I didn't watch it yet." What the fuck? Why did you say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm on it"? Like, what the hell does that mean? Here's the thing: you have you have to ask me at least six times. That's what you did with Turbo Kid. Yeah. And then I watched Turbo Kid like nine times in four days. You watched that, didn't you, Rich? Turbo Kid? Yeah. Okay, thank God. Yeah, really, yeah. really good. That was the one I kept harping on him about like every day. I was like texting him repeatedly, you need to watch it. I will, I will, I will. And then he watches it, and then it's like, I just watched it three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Soundtrack, everything was just glorious. No, I, I, I love the thing that's cool too with Stranger Things is just the band, the craziness that has gone to them uh, survive. Yeah. Because now they got a record deal with Relapse Records. Yeah, they're actually going to tour. Yeah. The, this whole thing, like they were like nothing, literally nothing. And now they're going to want, they have a record deal. And now the thing I'm looking forward to is they announced that the Stranger Things soundtrack is going to get an official release. Right. Which I cannot wait for. Nice. So you're going to get that one when that comes out. I'm trying to cut back on buying stuff, but <laughs> I don't know. The rest of the world doesn't seem to want to give me that one, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's always something new to get into. Especially in this stuff. Like, There's always a new record or a new Blu-ray or someone just right. saying, like, hey, I want your money, kid. And it's like you feel like you're like this kid on the playground at school and, and you know everything. all these companies are the bullies just tipping you upside down, <laughs> taking all your spare change off of you. It feels a lot better than a wedgie, though, when you see it on your shelf. Mm. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I've never seen a photo of myself with getting a wedgie before. Might There's be probably of, one floating around. Might be slightly erotic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
I want to talk about there's two movies I want to mention. The one I know you watch, and I'm hoping you watch this one. Deathgasm. Son of a bitch. All right. That's your homework. All right. Because you have to. You will love that. You will love this movie. Okay. Um, I'll, you know, I can, I can explain it because I don't think any spoilers. It, it's a New Zealand movie. It's a horror comedy, kind of like combining Dead Alive and uh, death metal videos. Mm. So you have like all this craziness going on and it is so fucking good. <laughs> and if you have that, like you love horror comedies, the movie is ticks everything you could ever want. Okay. Including a, a baby puking up blood. <laughs> one of the best parts. Yeah, that was like, I told him to watch it. That was a text I got from him. Was that he <laughs> watching it and saw that? That was it. That was the main response I got. Was that happening? And the other one I wanted to mention, you guys probably saw it. I just watched it the other day, and it, it was one of those ones that snuck up on Netflix, at least to me, with St. Vincent. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, uh, it's been sitting in my queue forever, and I have not. I didn't even know it popped up. Like I was, go- I was scrolling through, and I saw it. I'm like, I had wanted to watch that for a while, and I yeah. finally did. And like, it, it was kind of like when you finish that, you feel like the United States should have some equivalency of knighthood set aside <laughs> for Bill Murray at this point, <laughs> because like, especially in that, did you watch it, George? Or no, no, I haven't. It, it it's got so many great things, and it's so heartwarming and funny, mm. and, and it's like a. It's similar in the roles that he's been doing, but a little different because he does play a little bit of an asshole okay. in, in this kind of gruff way. Right. But it and it's it, it goes along the story and you think you kinda know where it's gonna go, but it doesn't fully go into this cheese that some of the stuff could easily gone into. Right. But it was really good. That was one other one I wanted to just put out there. I did see uh, a couple uh, weeks ago. So Sausage Party. Have you seen that yet? No. The, uh, Not the yet. animated no, comedy it has right. uh, it's Seth Rogen. It's like oh uh, Sausage Party. I think you said sa- oh, Sausage Party. Okay, yeah, that's I, what I, I meant. I slowed it down in my yeah. head. Yeah. So, yeah. No. I did. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Did you, you saw it, George? Didn't you? No, I have not. I thought you were going to see it that one night. Yeah, I lied. You know why the fuck does he? I don't even know why I listen to anything he tells me he's gonna do. <laughs> I really don't, because he tells me all the time I'm going to do this, and I ask how was it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> It's a great way to get people to stop texting you for at least two hours. Touche. So how how was it? It's not that good. It's it, okay. It, it's, it's it's okay at best. Was it one of those ones all the best parts were in the trailer type um, thing? Yeah, a good portion of it. Uh, it's just very, very predictable. Like if you're expecting... Uh, you know, like an offensive comedy. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna make the the we're, we're gonna make all those racy jokes. Those that, dicks you know, and tits really, jokes. Yeah, right. it's, just, it's, <laughs> it's 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 laid out for you like like a child. Like if you sat there with a five year old in the grocery store and said, "Make as many inappropriate jokes as you can about this food," this is probably <laughs> what they would come up with. Like yeah. it's, uh, I think the saving grace of it is that there's a little bit of a message, but they kind of beat you over the head with it. Uh, it actually really is about religion and how right. we've duped everybody into thinking that there's, uh, you know, all an all-powerful God who loves you and is going to take care of you in the afterlife. And in reality, there there's nothing, and it's all made up. And it's interesting that this kind of movie would take something like that on. It's, it's so, so it's, it, it kind of, uh, you know, sneaks in a little bit cause they don't obviously don't put that in the previews yeah. or anything, but I had read some of the early reviews and they mentioned that there was a little bit more to it. So that's why I ended up watching it. 
and just uh, I like animation in general. I like animated movies, and you know I like animated shows. So I figured I'd I'd give it a shot. And it's it, the the I didn't th- I think most of the jokes really fell flat for me. Yeah. Like I didn't really. You know what? The, the, I mean, I'm gonna save you everything else you're about to say. And the best way to say it. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> that's, it, that's what people say, but I see. I don't even that that that, that also uh, gives it a level of sophistication that it doesn't <laughs> have, really. You know, yeah. like it's. But um, the last, like a lot of people, are like oh, save it for the last ten minutes. The last ten minutes are pretty funny. There's there's kind of a big climax, and I I mean that quite literally. Uh, at the end of the movie, that is uh, that is pretty amusing. I'll give them that. I mean that that was funny. And the 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 very very end, the last like two minutes of it, go in a bizarre direction that you really don't expect. Like it doesn't just end the way you think it's going to end, yeah, okay. which I really did dig about it. Uh, so overall, I didn't necessarily dislike it. Uh, I, I I thought it was uh, kind of clever if you're a fan of real old school animation like back in the day how they used to make a lot of those racial jokes and it was oh, totally yeah. acceptable to <laughs> yeah. do that oh, in yeah. old animation <laughs> and now like you know you look back and you're like oh my god this yeah. is horribly racist I, I think a lot of the animation was referencing that you know so it has that level too like if you're a fan of old animation you might enjoy that part of it as well. Um, because like, like they used to have a lot of old, uh, uh, animation that would like took place in stores and things when they closed or, or things like that. And then the, the objects would come to life. And a lot of times they would be, uh, kind of racially charged humor or very sexist humor. Kind of like uh today's special. Remember that show on Nickelodeon? God, no, really? That joke is, someone's laughing somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I, it was uh, not us. Uh, yeah, not <laughs> absolutely not. In my head, I am I'm dying. Because <laughs> if you remember the show, it was not racially charged or sexual at all. It was <laughs> like this kids' show version of Mannequin. <laughs> it was oh God! Oh terrible. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't remember. I didn't remember the name of yeah, it. Yeah, there was an I old man security guard it. puppet that used to come around. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Today's special. Fucking weird. Oh, it, it, none of the stuff back then made sense. Yeah. I, everybody in the '80s that made a show was on some type of drug. You could and tell we're we're gonna dig deep on this podcast. Oh yes, yeah, yeah <laughs> we're, we're we're getting some deep pulls here. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into our list a little bit. At least Rich and I'll get into our list, and George will make shit. I'll phone up. it in on this one. So literally, what, what do you want to start with? I, I just I have mine typed up because I'm I'm super. Uh, I have albums up, but I mean, we yeah, I, have, I have I have mine. So, uh, you want you want to start on albums? Sure. All right, let's get into albums. Now, this is right off the bat. This is going to be a, the thing for me because I couldn't narrow it down to five. I had to go to six. Ah, uh, okay. That, that just shows how much of a fucking <laughs> idiot I am. Um, it's mine. I didn't do it in any specific order because that's just like. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to say that any of mine are in a yeah, specific order. I, I just I, I just figured. Sure. So I figured what we'll do we'll do like round table wise instead of me rattling off we could just kind of go around. Okay. So. The first one I have up here, and I think George might agree with me on this one, is Elliot False Cathedrals. Uh, one of my favorite albums shit, yeah. of all times. My um, God, they were so good. Yeah, I, I got to see them on their farewell tour at, at Metro, and that was still one of the best shows I ever saw. And just, if it, it's kind of, I don't even want to say, because I hate using the term email because it means fucking nothing what I want it to mean yeah. now. Um, but it was kind of that emotionally charged post-hardcore type stuff, but a little more melody in with their stuff. Like They were really, really good um, and just so unbelievable musicianship-wise. Like That whole album, front to back, like 
not one bad song on it. And they all bleed into one another in this beautiful way. And it's like such a great album. It's one of the, to me, like the, the, my albums, I guess I'll preface it. Like mine change a lot. I don't know if you guys are the same way. It depends on what season it is. Yeah. Right? It's like a huge part of what I'm listening to. Yeah. Um, but this is one that like is perfect for the whole year round for me. Like that, that's kind of what makes a top five album for me is like I can pop it on whenever. And it's not like, you know, this is more of a, a winter album for me. Or like, like in the winter, like black metal for me. I love black metal in the winter. The, don't really sit with a little bit in the in the summer. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the the corpse paint or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the, the imagery is usually. <laughs> yeah. like all the all the covers I are like the, guys in corpse paint with like a storm in the background. And I, I don't like wielding my uh, sword when <laughs> in the summer. It feels better, and I'm out back <laughs> chopping wood with it in the winter. <laughs> all right. Anyway, what's yours, Rich? Rattle off one of yours. Uh, well, uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, Anima by Tool uh, is a big one. Um, it's was that the one that got you into them, or were you? Yeah, okay. yeah, it was definitely. I think it was the first one that I heard as well uh, of all their stuff, uh, and and that was it. It came out at that perfect time yeah. when you're in high school, and and mm-hmm. I was kind of like, uh, I was waiting for. To, to kind of discover my own music, you yeah. know, at that because they were like a thinking man's metal. That's how they kind of came across at that point, right? It wasn't just beat you over the head with like drop do tune. <laughs> there was like <laughs> something else going on with it. Yeah, yeah. Like I honestly didn't real like you don't know that music can be that deep until mm-hmm. you hear something like that, and you're just like, oh, there's so much going on here. Yeah. There's so many different layers. So that's that, that's definitely one that that has stuck with me over yeah, the that, years. That was I don't know if that was the first album. I ever heard from them or not? I remember. I remember the EP that they did. I think it was right before that. I don't remember the name the, of it right there now. Was, well, there was Undertow before that, and then there was the original EP. That's that what. They yeah, did. the original. Um, and I remember the whole. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. You, you probably would because you're. Um, the whole story about him. There's a picture of him fucking a corpse on the inside and in the insert of it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like there, there is, but it's like there's, it's not real. <laughs> By any means, but that was like the whole story. I remember hearing about it, and it was like, "What the fuck?" All their all their artwork always had bizarre stories and things behind yeah. it, and I think they they, they oh yeah they completely that, yeah they you know, never like they never changed they never ever contradicted the stories. They right. always kind of let people like whatever they said. It was kind of like, "Yep, that's what's and going that, on." That was and that, it, this was you know the, the days before you could just look up everything on yeah. the internet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and and so there w- really wasn't much out there to read about them. So they were they they had that air of mystery about them mm-hmm. that was really interesting to me. You yeah, know, I really liked that you couldn't just. Go on Wikipedia and yeah, read they, everything it, about them. It probably you know? wouldn't be the same now because they had a lot of mystery around them because they they didn't do press. They yeah, were yeah, it's it's very now, different. Now, yeah, now it's like you kind of there's there's someone out there taking a photo of you taking a shit somewhere or something. <laughs> right, and, and, and Maynard too. In general, <laughs> the 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 singer has been very vocal nowadays. Yeah, like well, he's he got a winery. He's got stuff to sell. Right, <laughs> he's, he does he does so much other kinds of music now too. So he talks a lot yeah. and he does a lot more interviews. He's still very he likes to fuck with people. Yeah. He does like to, to joke or like give one answer to one interview and a completely different one to another just to kind of see if you're paying attention. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's still, uh, he does a lot, he does a lot more talking than he ever did. Yeah. Speaking of George, <laughs> I'm going to have to go catch 22 Keysby Knights album. Ooh. Okay. A little bit of ska there. I was going to say, throwing yeah. some ska in there. They used to play like every weekend at CC's. Yeah. No, it that was, was it yeah. was them, uh, like Sergeant Scagnetti. <laughs> Great American Asphalt Explosion, um, the Pie Tasters. Oh, God, the Pie Tasters. Mm. 
It, it was just like ska and hardcore. That was it. There was no. Where in their where in their uh, release is that? Is that one of their earlier ones? Keys Be Nights. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's because there's they have so many albums. I when Dylan says an album name, I have no idea where that falls in the, the discography mm-hmm. list of anything. So it's like that yeah, it could be brand new. It could be first one they ever did. No, right? that was that was one of the first albums I bought by them. Oh really? I don't think I ever bought anything from them. I think that was one I used to just rec- borrow off other people and stuff. Because like Napster. No, it just, <laughs> this was pre-Napster. <laughs> this was oh god! I imagine if we had Nap because we all graduated around the same time. Can you imagine if we actually had Napster when we were in high school? I did. Fuck. No, you didn't, did you? Yeah, it came out. Uh, didn't it come out in 98, 99? Yeah, I would uh, say around there. Yeah, but widely to get well, what it became known as. Oh, yeah, back then you could just get like trash. Yeah, it would, and it would, and the best was you always had to sit there waiting for the dial up. Because I was, I remember yeah, doing, you have doing to wait that. For one you, song. One song to like three forever. hours. And then and a like, lot of oh. times you'd, you'd download it. And it's it was, the wrong, yeah, it's it wrong, wrong labeled. Song, I hated that. Like, oh, especially when you're trying to put an album together and you you have to download each individual track and then you get it and you're like, what the hell is this? I think yeah. that was the like the birth of the online trolling. Like, <laughs> if you're looking to download, like, for instance, Metallica, I mean, nobody would do that. And like you look up Enter Sandman and it's like the doors or it's Yeah. Yeah, no, there was a lot of that. And that used to get me so especially when it's like you're trying to find like stuff that we listened to, like, it was the more underground. Like, oh my god, someone has this and you download it's like it's fucking Creed or something like that. <laughs> you're like, dick. <laughs> All right. So let me get my another one of mine is grade under the radar. I don't Stolen know. bikes ride faster. I fucking love that album. That that to me was like one of those albums when I heard it, it, it was not even the right time or anything. It was I was still hardcore metal kid, and then hearing that with this melody in it was just like that's another album like front to back. I can put that on any time, and it's just still perfect. And it, it's like aged with me. Like you know, there's some albums you love when you're 16. You like, yeah. I mean, not, not the embarrassing stuff that you love when you're younger, but I mean, punk bands that you loved, and like you yeah. put an album on, you're like, I just I just can't relate anymore. Yeah. This is still just like right there, and I'll still sing along with it, and it's just such a fucking good album. So I'm I'm kind of still in the uh, hardcore realm, I guess. Okay. Where are you at, Rich? Uh, Recipe for Hate, Bad Religion. Oh, okay. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> <laughs> was uh, it the first one you got from them, or was that? Uh, no, it it was actually the the first one that I got from them. Uh, was like a greatest hits kind of mm-hmm. thing. It was like a, a collection that they did. I think it was called All Ages, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't, they, they have had a couple, didn't they? they had, by now? I th- yeah, they, I, they might they might have. Uh, but I, I that was that was one. Uh, that kind of just had a sampling of a bunch of different albums on it. So I kind of got an idea. Because I had always been told, oh, the, this is a band that you would love, yeah. knowing like where I was at philosophically and, and you know what kind of person I was. What do like, they call it? Bad religion. This. I'm in. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. So Here's I'm their like, logo. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I went up to, it was still, uh, it was Circuit City at the time. Oh. And and bought All Ages. And I, re- I, and I, I loved it. And, and I was like, I need more of this. And I think Recipe for Hate was probably one of the next ones that I bought because I, you know, w- yeah. was, that was one of their their bigger albums. And it had it, it's a good mix of 
you know, some of their more alternative rock with the punk rock as well. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely some songs that were more uh, not necessarily radio friendly. No, but they they, they kind of had some a little more mainstream sounding. Yeah, they they had something about them aggressive. that was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, that maybe people who weren't into punk music could also appreciate as well. But you know, it still has you know some of their best songs on it. So, oh yeah, yeah, no, that that's still one of their quintessential. Yeah. George, what do you got? Uh, the only Rich is going to know who these guys are. Uh, Inner Party System. Yeah, yeah, I remember those guys. Really good stuff. They were semi-local too. They were. Yeah, like, they were down uh like Reading area. Right. What were they? What was it like? Uh like electro rock. Uh, when they first started like, out, like as, the faint type stuff. It's it's almost like if you were KMFDM. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's it's like if you were to uh, to take like the vapid dance music that's all about fucking sex and bullshit and actually make it about something real and legitimate. So and the Chemical Brothers of the message, like, or not kinda leaning towards it. But yeah. so is it more like the faint though, like that dark wave, like heavy synth stuff, or is it? Not no, when really. they when they started out, it was an actual drummer, guitarist, two keyboards, bassist, and a vocalist. And the vocalist had like this keyboard in front of him, and the other guy had three keyboards. All I these different feel sounds. Like going. I saw them at Metro, and I, I just I don't remember the name of them because just you describing that, I feel like I saw them play with someone at Metro. I don't think they played the Metro, but I'll I'll give you some of their stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, they didn't. La- they 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 lasted a few years, and they they were just about to hit mainstream. Like they ha- they even had a song or two, I believe, in in some video games. Yeah. And wow. so, like, they were getting noticed, and they were getting out there, and then, you know, one of, they just broke up. It's, like, it was just, like, It's funny. On. They actually did a full European tour before they even toured the United States. Hmm. Well, it's a lot. It, it, you know, most bands, I mean, they're, they're always a running joke is, like, they were bigger in Europe, but it's, like, it's a lot more friendly, artist-friendly That's over there true. to do that. So if, you, cause it, if you're going to try to cut your teeth like that, it's expensive, Right. But most of the venues over there will take care of you, like food and venue and um, sleeping arrangements wise. So it saves you some money, and then you can kind of cut your teeth there and come back here to where nobody gives a shit about what you do. But at least you, if you can come back with a show honed, you have a lot more. That's why you see a lot of bands will do that, which it kind of doesn't make sense in some ways, but in a lot of ways it does because you're at least getting some support there. Right, and they're a lot more open to. Like you can get as an unknown artist getting songs on like BBC and stuff like that. Where here, it's like you can hope for college radio, right. and that one guy that's sitting alone in his dorm room hears you on a Saturday night, and that's oh, you it. mean ninety point seven? Me driving around on a Saturday night, <laughs> there you go. like sixteen years ago <laughs> to Sean Nana. <laughs> All right, let me get another one of mine. This is another one. This is kind of a little more dancey, I guess, but I, I don't look at it as a dance album. But minus the bear. Highly Refined Pirates. Nice. Freaking love that album. When they came out, that was another one I got to see them when they first, because that was the guitarist from Botch, which is another band I fucking loved Botch. And when I heard that he he was going to be another band, I didn't even care what they sounded like. And then I listened to them, and at that time I was like more of a heavy music kid, but I loved that album. Mm. And then I got to see them, and it was so good live, and they just, I've loved them. Like they've, their other albums, to me, are kind of always measured against this Right. And they've definitely kind of gone into different areas that are nowhere near this, but they still have a lot there. And like every album has at least a few songs that are really good, but this this album was like their best period. Hmm. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Home by Seven Dust. What was that? 
Which one did that come out? Was that the one in the nine, like ninety? Yeah, it was the nine, It was the nineties. Yeah, it was probably ninety seven. Okay, that was the one with the. S- what was the big single from that one? They had they had a couple. They had a couple big ones off of that one. That's what I can't remember. The, I remember that's how I was in, like knew of them was from. I can't think of the name of the song on it now though, but I'm not going to be able to. It's been so. Because <laughs> <laughs> I d- I just remember seeing them and it was like, dude's got dreads. He's going at it. <laughs> it's just like really. I remember getting into them, but. Well, it, yeah, it it had like uh, it, it it was metal, but it had such a cool, uh, just a different, a completely different tinge to it. Like they got, a, a, I think, a lot of good bands in that era got lumped into the whole new metal thing. Oh yeah, of, unfortunately. And so when people say new metal, they automatically think of Limp like Biscuit. Limp Bizkit, <laughs> Linkin Park, as like, they yeah, shoot the chocolate starfish. <laughs> <laughs> Just terrible, terrible shit. But there was a lot of good metal bands at that How time. How dare you smirch the name of Limp Bizkit? <laughs> oh, so I, uh, so I pulled it up. So there's this, uh, there's the title track. Uh, there's Denial. Uh, that was a big one. That Waffle. was the one. Waffle. With Denial. I knew it was, it was okay. I knew it was a single word. I just could not think of the name of it. Denial was the one yeah, I was thinking of. I I, I figured that would be. But there's there's. I mean, the whole album is just excellent straight through. It's it's a really. I know really we listened to it, but I don't say that. That never really hit home with me. All that at that time. No pun intended. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, didn't even think of that. Like that, that style at that point, like that, that like uh, kind of new metal stuff. I mm. just it never really resonated with me. There was a handful of songs that I I didn't mind, but I don't think there was a single band that I ever got into because right. it, it just. I, I think I was just immediately kind of like all right this all sounds like one thing i think it's like, i'm not Se- seven dust i think went they were above. different yeah they, they were, were they different. really went above i wouldn't that. even i wouldn't lump them into that As, especially because they're still making music now like a lot of those bands kind of you know came and went but uh but they're still doing it and and they still have a really solid fan base that that keeps them going is it still like the original oh yeah it's oh wow pretty much the it's it's practically the whole original that, that's what always impresses me when you see a band that didn't like yeah they got popular but they didn't become you know like this multi-millionaire I always felt like they got cheated because there were so many shittier bands yeah. that they toured with, and I'm like, why are you opening for them? You know, like there was so many ba- like There's like you know that. bands like Creed and crap like that that How came and dare went. You and dare you again? <laughs> did you uh, off topic? Did you see? Uh, was it? I guess they had a uh, um, some music award video thing where uh, Day to Remember was playing and. Mm-hmm. They played it out that their singer couldn't make it, so they asked someone from the crowd. Oh, I did. And it was see actually this. Scott Stapp that went up there and yeah. sang <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the Day to Remember songs. I forget which one. And then they went right into Higher. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> which is like, you know what? Yeah, they, they just, I don't want to say they deserve all the shit that they got. It wasn't really, it was radio's fault, not their own. Right. But like, if there's one I would kind of like to see have like a happy ending was. Kind of him, because uh, some of the shit that he started going oh down, my God. it was pretty dark for a while, and I was just kind of waiting for the day when you hear about him ODing somewhere. But but a lot of it was him. Uh, oh, just himself. arrogance. Yeah, yeah he was just being, being an arrogant prick. Dick, yeah. So like, so it's like that's I don't what, necessarily it, feel bad for him. Well, I don't feel bad for him. I just meant like you were kind of waiting for the OD story right. to come, and it's like, all right, if he can actually pull himself together and like kind of have like a get his ego out of the way and be like a normal person, it's like, all right, you know. Everyone kind of goes through stupid shit. Some of it's just a little more magnified. But 
Yeah. All right, George, what do you got? Oh, you're going to like this one. Oh, here we go. Through Being Cool saves the day. Oh, there we go. That is another. That is, another that is such a great <laughs> that album. That is a quintessential album for any road trip. Yeah, it, okay. it, exactly. Like, just right from the start with All Star Me and right through, like, it's it's awesome. I still remember the, the first time I heard them. You know, I don't know if, I don't, to, to me, I mean, I'm trying to think of my, my mindset at that time. To me, it was like when I heard that album, I had not heard anything like that before. No, and I know there was there was pop punk, obviously, but that that album to me was just like totally different, and that really kind of put me down that road of all those types of bands. Some of them got pretty shitty, <laughs> but I mean, I just remember getting into that album. That was just such a good freaking album. Well done, thank you. All right, my next one. This is I'm going a little little different now. Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. No more shall we part. Is one of their best albums. I don't know if I don't know if you're in Nick Cave at all, George. No. Are you Are you rich? Are you Nick Cave? Oh. Uh, not not necessarily that I dislike him. I just yeah. never really got into him. Personally. He gets a lot of shit, which I get because if you listen to him as a, a couch listener, like you don't really his his not his approach to music is definitely uh, avant garde, I guess at best. Okay. Um, but that album, like front to back, every song is so beautiful, and his his lyrics are very, very poetic. He's very uh, artistic in a lot, a lot of ways, and his mm. his lyrics are very like beat poetry in a lot of ways. Like that's not about rhyming schemes. Okay, it's about telling a story, and like the music builds. Like he's like I I love Nick Cave. Like I am as a writer. Like he's written some phenomenal books, and he's written great movies. Um. Can't think of the West. The proposition is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen the, that. The, the, the Australian I Western. Didn't know, I didn't know. Yeah, he wrote that. he wrote the screenplay for okay. that, and I I love that movie. And it's like ultra violent. And then he did the one, um, which came out a couple years ago. The one with Shia LaBeouf. He was a gangster in it. I can't think of the name of it. Oh, uh, it's a, it's a one word. Lawless. Yeah, that's yep. it. Yeah, he he wrote that one too. Wrote oh, okay. the screenplay for that. Like his screenplays are great, and like he's done a couple other. He's done acting before. Like he's. Very uh, a quintessential kind of all over the place artistic person. Like he's got a, <laughs> a renaissance. Man. Yeah, that's the word I was trying to think of. Yeah. Um, he's just got so much stuff, and like and and still goes back and does these beautiful albums. I'm actually looking forward. Like, he has another album coming out. I think next month it gets released. So I want to see how that one is too. He's still going and still, but that to me still like that's one of his best albums. Is no more shall we part. Just phenomenal. Okay. What are you thinking? What do you got? All right. So I'll I'll cheat a little bit since you said we can cheat a little bit. Uh. I I really couldn't decide between King James version or Little by Little by Harvey Danger. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a very uh, I uh, a lot of people only remember Harvey Danger for that one song that they had Flag on the radio. Flagpole Sitter. Flagpole Sitter. <laughs> yeah, no. which is a great song. Oh yeah, everybody still loves it. Mm-hmm. I think you know you still hear it on the radio pretty often. Oh yeah, it's still. For being, you know, that that one hit sort of thing. But a lot of people don't know they were a band from Seattle and they went and and did uh, a couple more albums after that. Their second album, King James Version, which uh, I think their first album is great. I think this album really would solidify them as just a, 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 when did a that, really did that, great artist. Did that come out after? It was, like yeah, that it was only a couple hit? years after, but the problem was is that their record company did one of those things where it's like, we're just suddenly not going to promote yeah. you at Go all for no yourself. good fucking reason. Yeah. Yeah. So they really had no support whatsoever to get the album out there. So a lot of people didn't even know that it was out until it was too late. There's so many bands in the 90s that happened, too. I feel like that's what happened. That, and the people always wonder, like, whatever happened to that band? I feel like almost every 
every one of them have that story. They're right. Dead. Like <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> that's it. They're all gone. Yeah. I, I started like, bringing down. But. <laughs> I feel like just want to get real here for a second. Uh, I just feel like every one of them, like that's that's a similar story. Is like either the next album right after, yep. or the album after that. Right. And then it was just like, no, we're not going to. Like, I remember, like, Eve Six is another band. Like, I still love Eve Six. I don't care oh, what yeah. anybody says. Their yeah. first two albums were fucking amazing. They came out that third album, was still good. But they even, at the time, I remember them even saying, like, our record label just doesn't give a shit anymore for some reason. Mm-hmm. And their first, their second album was actually better selling than their first. So when they came out with the third one, it was like, oh, they're going to definitely get behind it. They did nothing. Absolutely nothing. And they wound up breaking up not long after that. Yeah, see, that's the, the that's the the thing with them is they they did the second album and it really didn't go anywhere for them. So then they were kind of debating like they they went on a hiatus. So you're mm. like, okay, they're probably never going to come back. And then they did an independently released album called Little by Little, which is really really good and it's very stripped down. It's mostly it's it's like is it kind of more like a story. Well, you can tell it like it's a... written on piano, you know, and then the songs are built yeah. around that, which was kind of cool. And it so it has a very uh, you know singer songwriter kind of feel to it. So then uh, they they did a small tour for that, which I did see them on. I, I drove quite a bit to see them uh, a few times, and and it was a, it, it, they they were some of the best shows I've ever seen. Like they just put on such a great live show and then the singer sean nelson who is now the editor of uh the stranger which is a a, a popular alternative publication in seattle oh wow. um he he did he did a column for them for a number of years and he uh he did some solo stuff too he put out a solo album maybe about two years ago and it's also incredibly good i would i would definitely recommend that and i've seen him uh do his solo thing a couple times does he play flagpole sitter uh, he does not. In f- that would well, be awesome to see a stripped down the, version. He's not one. It, it's interesting because he's actually written. If you look up, he's written a, a lot of stuff about his love-hate relationship. Oh yeah, everybody with, has with that. that you know, with the song off. and yeah. stuff. But like they, I, I saw them on their last tour that they did. It like their last official tour, mm-hmm. uh, which was very small. They did a couple East Coast dates and a couple West Coast dates, and that was it. And then j- just about a year or so ago. The guitarist passed away, so there is no it's something. Was it? Uh, he, I, yeah, he had some kind of illness of oh, some sort. Okay. So yeah, he was he he and uh, he. I know he he had a large role in writing some of the songs and stuff too, like the the mu- the mm. musical end of it. So uh, I don't see them ever doing any kind of reunion or anything after that. You know, maybe some solo stuff from Sean, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were they were a great band and very very underrated. And it's funny because a lot of indie rock bands that became huge in the last like 10 years or so a lot of them are big fans of harvey danger yeah you know they've they've been mentioned a lot in interviews as an influence because a lot of people who are in the know about that kind of stuff listen to them yeah but outside of that a lot of people just didn't know they there were was still a couple, around i was just thinking like that um there's also to me like you have uh sorry my things went off yeah you have uh like Not a Surf was another one that like had yep. a huge hit, but they were a really good underground indie band. Yep. Better than Ezra was another one, a huge hit, really good underground indie band. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of those bands at that time, like they had that one hit and they got known for it, but it's like no, they had a whole underbelly of other things that were going on. Right. And even that, like um like Our Lady Our Lady Peace, like was another band. Like I love yes. Our Lady Peace. Yeah, I remember them. And like they wound up going because they were huge in Canada still. They just, they remained relevant in Canada. Okay. And they put out some really awesome albums that were just kind of uh, telling different. Like they they really got involved with all these different things. And I remember there was one. 
they did something around one, a book, and I can't think of the name of the author right now. And I can't think of the name of the album either, but whatever. But they, there's a whole bunch of albums they put out like after their really big hit, Clumsy, in the 90s. Like They had so many other things that went out. Mm. There's like so many bands like that, but they get known for one song. It's like, well, no, there's so much more there. I, I always, uh, like, I, I kind of have, like, a, th- a th- I get pissed when, like, the band won't play that song. Like, they're, like, going out of their way to be like, no, yeah. we're never going to play that song again or whatever. They were actually on their last, the last time that I saw them, which was their last East Coast date, was in Brooklyn. And they played through their entire discography, pretty much every single song they ever did. Like they they played a a set and then they said, we will do a second set of whatever you want. So literally just people shouted out every other song, including the B-sides. And they did everything. Like there was there was maybe one or two songs that they didn't play that were completely obscure. And they said, we, we literally just don't remember how to play them. <laughs> Otherwise we would do it. Can you guys sing it to us? <laughs> but they did everything. And of course they did flag pulse it as well. Wow. So like they, they gave everything oh, they yeah. possibly that's, could to the, that's the, what you want to see for the that. hardcore yeah. fans, you know? So I, I appreciate any band like that. What do you got, George? I go with American slang gaslight anthem. Okay. Yeah, it's a different twist for me, but yeah, for some album. reason that album is just awesome. No, that is a good album. Like that, that, like that, just the vocals, everything. Because I mean, that was the first album that I got into them was through that, and it was like right when they were starting to kind Gateway of gateway album blow up. Because I remember yeah. hearing about the sound with the fifty nine sound or sound fifty nine. I forget what it's called. Fifty nine sound. sound. I remember hearing of them at that time, but I didn't listen to them because I remember hearing their comparisons. I'm like, I don't know, I'm not. But then I, when I heard that one, it, to me, it sounded a little more like hot water music. And, yeah. And I, that influence came through more, and I, that kind of got me into them. Mm. No, that's a, I, that's a... No they actually one. played the Metro back in 2009. Oh, did they? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Under that name so. and everything, no... Di- like, it's awesome to see, like, seven years later, they're still... Oh, yeah, they're, still, and they're like, getting bigger and bigger it. all the time. All right, this was one that was a little difficult for me to pin down one album, so I kind of went with the one that got me into them. Adele. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, the Misfits collection number two, nice was because that was the album that I that got me into them. Like kicking off with one, we are one thirty eight. Okay, yeah, Last Caress on there, Halloween yep. on there. I mean, like all the, all the hits like are really on that. And that's what got me into them, and I still love that album. And I, I'd love to go to Chicago to see them, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> so are, they're doing an actual actual reunion, reunion yep. right? Yep. I don't know. Like, people are already starting to say like, oh, they're going to do album like. I cannot see them being in a. Uh, it's one thing on a large stage, basically being a cover band. Yep. Another thing being in a room with one another because they still don't like each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 dislike each other a little bit less than they used to. But Danzig just sued only not even two years ago. <laughs> it just sued <laughs> him again. Right. So it's not like it's like oh yeah no we were it was it's still there and I actually. Um, there's a book that's really good on them called This Music Stains. I actually let a friend of mine borrow it, and he still hasn't fucking read it yet. Every time I ask him, I ask, I see him, I ask him. Was it me? No, no. <laughs> uh, no, you would have just told me you did read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I oh, would, it's great. I I'd love the sell uh, it. I'd be like, dude, it's so Love the ending with the owl, and it was great. I didn't just see it coming. Dude, the middle <laughs> when they had to go to Mordor, like, <laughs> <laughs> unreal. But uh, it's it's a really, if you're into the Misfits and you kind of want to know a little bit more, like, the, the, the book is good. Um, they only let so much information out on them as a band. And he even said in the book that I, I don't know who it was, but basically that some of the members wanted a lot of money from him to be able to actually talk and be on record. 
So a lot of the stuff is kind of, I heard this from this guy and this guy and then his cousins. And so there's some of that going on, right. but it, it it does tell a continuous story and, and the bits that are filled in don't seem ridiculously outlandish. Like, no, he just made that up. But it kind of gives you all the stuff that went on and how they could have reunited, but that all got fucked up too. And Right. But no, it's really, and one of my favorite albums still. Okay, cool. Let's hear it. Uh, this one, I don't think anyone listening is going to know unless you're, you know, very, very local, uh, Felix Sarko. I was going to say that for you. Okay. Uh, they, they were, uh, an art rock band, I guess is the best way you could say it. Like psychedelic art rock. And they, uh, they played a lot. They, we, we mentioned the Metro quite a bit. Uh, they, they played there before, uh, they played a lot of places in Scranton. They had these really great cultural center, uh, the Scranton cultural center, was uh, used to support local music a lot yeah. more. Uh, you don't really see that much anymore, but they used to have amazing basement shows. And then they did they did a big farewell show there that was really cool. They did a big Halloween show there oh, wow. uh, where they, they, they had the upstairs room. So it's not the huge theater, but it's the slightly smaller oh, okay. theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, they, they were just one of those bands where... Um, they made you believe that, like you know, local music, you know, and 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 the power of it and that sort of thing, and and it really kind of opened my eyes because I think a lot of like I would drive all over to see bands, mm-hmm. you know, in my shitty fucking car that broke down <laughs> all the fucking time. Oh, George knows about that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when I heard them, it was like I should really be supporting more local music, like because obviously every band is oh, a yeah. local band at some point or yeah. another, you know, and people will shell out, you know, ridiculous prices with Live Nation fees and everything on top of Justin them to Bieber, go see Justin Bieber started some bands that they don't even really care about all that much up on, oh, yeah. you know, the the mountain or whatever else. Mm-hmm. But they won't pay like a five dollar yeah. cover charge yeah. to see a band at, at the bucks. bar or something like that. <laughs> I could just download it. You know, can, can I swipe my credit card at the door? <laughs> like I don't want to go to an ATM. <laughs> right. Like you they, got fees. What's this, and what's this cash people? only? What's cash? <laughs> but I mean, I'm a white guy and I don't dance. And I <laughs> dance the shit to this fucking band. Like they were just amazing because they were they were very much about like. Just opening your mind, being yourself, do your own thing. Like, who fucking cares? Was it a watching? cult? Like, that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, in was, a way. What was the... I'm having a brain for The band that all wore the robes that were a cult. Why can't I think of the name? They were a huge... There was, like, a 20-member band. Oh, it's it's going to bother me now. I'll, have to look, I'll look it up at some point, but it, it's going to sit with me for a little bit. Anyway, how about you, George? What's your final one? The one that got me into playing guitar, Blink-182 Dude Ranch. Ah. Uh, Good old okay. dude. Even ranch. though they're on the mountain tonight. Oh, it's oh, yeah. now you now you time stamped us. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they're um they're they're with a different singer now though, right? Yeah, Matt Skib of uh Alkaline Trio. Yeah. Which, which I kinda like Alkali Trio a little bit more than Blink, in just my personal opinion. Yeah. Like I never got into into Blink. I totally see the, the appeal of it, but I never I never got into it. but I know so many people who are just hardcore Blink fans. Yeah, no, even their new album that came out, like, there's a lot of songs that are hit and miss for me. Mm. Like, it, it just goes to show, like, their style kind of differed immensely when uh, Tom left. Yeah. And went all batshit crazy, and he, like, chases UFOs now. You know, I still, <laughs> I still, when they announced that, when they made that press release that that's where he was, I still wonder, is that really what happened, or is he in, that's like, that sounds like the, the perfect kind of rehab cover story. That it's just like no one, nobody is going to ask more about that. <laughs> He's gonna go, oh, okay. 
I mean, no, I don't I, think I don't, he ever had a problem with drugs. It's just like I remember no, hearing even, that. Like, even back in the nineties. Like oh, I he's upset. Oh, he had, he had songs on that album. About, yeah, about they also UFO. did uh, a little EP, uh, "Aliens Exist." Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was. I, or no, they came from your. It's it's one of them. <laughs> I know there was a song "Aliens Exist" that was off their uh, Enema album, but I'm, I'm trying to look up this band because it's going to bother me. If Polyphonic Spree, that's what I was trying to think of. Oh, okay. I don't know if anybody yes. remembers them. I, uh, I, but yeah, that that was they they. They wore robes and stuff. So I said I have I have one other one that I, I wanted to put on here because this is an album. Oh, number six. Yeah, my number six. <laughs> um, it's it's another one. It's a band. Of play. I don't know if people are going to even know who they are. Um, they're called Amusement Parks on Fire, and they're fucking amazing. There's an album called Out of the Angeles, and it's kind of like you know what shoegaze music is. Yeah. You know, I it, it's it's like hyper speed shoegaze. This like waves of sound, um, kind of mixed in with some like. I don't want to say punk, but like faster. Yeah. They, they were, that album is just so all over the place and beautiful in like so many ways, but it's just these waves of sound. If you're into shoegaze music, you would love amusement parks on fire. They're just, I, I love that style. And that's like one of my favorite albums. All right, let's, let's, let's do this one for this. Cause we're going <laughs> on already. I'm going to, I'm going to do my top five bands. I'll just rattle them off instead of doing round table for this. How would we do that way? That. Oh, oh that was five. albums. Oh, now we're doing bands. There's a difference. Cause <laughs> yeah, there are, right. Actually, mine are pretty much the same. Oh, see, my, mine part. are a little different. My my top five bands, I have the Appleseed Cast, Misfits, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Hot Water Music, and Manic Street Preachers. Okay. Those, like, I, I love their... And that's what, like, you know, Hot Water Music, Manic Street Preachers, and Appleseed Cast, like, I love them, but as albums... There's really great albums, but like it's it's different. Like Appleseed Cast has a low level album, which I love, but that's like two albums. Yeah. Um, Hot Water like has some really great albums, but like there's some songs on every album. That I'm like, yeah, I can right live without. Give or take. Manic Street Preachers. That's what I was another one I was kind of on the fence of because they have an album. Like you, did you ever listen to them before? They have an album called The Holy Bible that you would really like. Okay. And they're like a really good. Um, they're from Wales. Uh kind of punk in their early days like more like radio friendly they were like really big in europe but they actually were pretty popular mm. they just never transferred over here um but really good they're actually their story is interesting too because i was one like their guitarist he's in like all these things because he just disappeared they, mm. they assume he committed suicide because they're about to actually go on tour in the u.s with oasis i believe they're supposed to come over and open for oasis mm-hmm. and they went into his hotel room for the the night before the tour um, they got a hotel together, and they went in that morning. They're getting ready to leave, and they went in. There was a box, like a gift, with a note that just said "sorry." And they went and they found his car by a bridge. Uh, I think it was in Wales. That was like, known to be a popular suicide place. Never, they've still to this day never found his body. Jesus. It was only just a couple of years ago where they actually declared him dead. They they from that point in the nineties till I want to say it was like two thousand nine or something. They they were putting royalties away for him. And wow. they had an account set aside. They were continuing to put royalties away because people had been saying, I saw him in the Philippines. I saw, he was this like really artistic, like he was the lyricist, okay. but he he would always like recite just things from like Camus or Philip Larkin. And all he, he just was really well read and very into that existential viewpoint on life and what's all fucking bullshit anyway. And that was the kind of how he approached things. So it wouldn't have been unheard of for him to do that. Right. Um, but they, they just a couple years ago said like, no, there's there's no way at this point they've, they've officially declared him dead. Hmm. But it's a really interesting story, and like the band's phenomenal. But anyway, wow, 
That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> All right. What are your top five, Rich? Uh, so I mean, they're they're mostly just the one, the you know, the bands that we talked about. Uh, you know, Bad Religion, Tool, Seven Dust, uh, Harvey Danger, or Sean Nelson, depending on yeah. you know, because he's done solo stuff too. And um, I figured I'd throw Nine Inch Nails in there too. They were they were big uh, for me for a long time. I'm not a much of a fan of That's their newer stuff. Pure, yeah. I am. I don't like ever since he got on that Atticus Ross kick, where just the, he does fucking soundtracks with mm. him now. And it seems like all his all his music really bores the fuck out of me. Like he really needs to get divorced, like have someone ho- like personal to him die a horrible death and then get addicted to heroin again. Because then he would just be amazing. He would be so good. They're all so like much when, better on heroin. When yeah, when <laughs> he really hated are. himself and he hated the world and like he was on drugs, he created such good fucking music. <laughs> and then when he got happy and straight, now it's just like his stuff is so boring. It just doesn't interest me at all. Put your life back all. in shambles, please. <laughs> right? Like do it for your art, damn it. You know, or like at least just pretend. Inspiration. You know? I don't want you to enjoy your life. It sucks. <laughs> even you know, I even that there was a couple of years ago he had done that the one that was more of a, a record about like and this was during like the bush administration when everyone fucking mm. hated the government and shit they they did he did this unlike like now unlike now yeah <laughs> yeah everyone loves them now but he did this um everybody was doing protest albums at that yeah. point like oh yeah every oh, every yeah. band out there had an had an anti-bush album in some form or another and he did he did a uh, one that was like a 1984 sort of War of the Worlds kind of feel to it, oh, and yeah, all all the music was themed towards that. It was I think it was called Year Zero, I think, or something to that effect. It was very it was good. I I I, I liked that kind of stuff. I wish maybe he'd do something like that. Yeah. But yeah, he just uh, his his newer stuff really just like it, it's so paint by numbers. Like it's like someone trying to be Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> Like that's what it's. It's it an Inch like Nails tribute band. Yeah, that's yeah. It just—it's <laughs> definitely not the same. But you know, I—I—I'd I, still put them on my top list. All right, George, nice. what do you got? Uh, well, Blink One Eight Two. Obviously, I've grown up with them. I still listen to them. Should be there tonight, but <laughs> uh, less than Jake. MXPX. August Burns Red and Saves the Day. MXPX. Yeah. I didn't expect you to pull that one okay. on there. Oh hell yeah. What, which album's your favorite? Uh, I'm gonna go with Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo. Which is surprising because first major, Chick Magnus not on it, but yeah, I know. Which I thought, is a I great thought be, song. I thought that that's your theme song. Whenever I see George, I don't know it's about just that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say it was Life in General. That was the one that got me into them. Was Life in General? Yeah, then, no, they, they just overall like, I I've, I've seen them you know multiple times and mm-hmm. they always just put on such a good show. I remember. Did you did you see them? This is I don't remember what year. This was when I was in high school, so it was l- mid late nineties. They played up montage with opening for No Doubt. Yeah, because I, I remember going to that show and it was like no, they were they were the opening. Like they were only like know, eight, eighteen or something like that at the time. Like they were still teenagers. Like there was like right when they were starting to kind of get big, and like they just have from that point on. Yeah. But I remember, like, Life in General was when I got into it, and then I remember getting Slowly and, and all that stuff. And what was the other ones? Less Than Jake. And it says, uh, oh, uh, Blink-22, Less Than Jake, MXPX, August Burns Red. For some reason, I'm just, uh, they're a guilty pleasure band for me. Like, I could no, listen I to still... all their albums, and their Constellations album is just fantastic. They're, they're, I remember getting, was it Thrill Seeker was their first full length. Yeah. And I remember getting, that was with the original singer. 
and I don't remember what the song was. I'm bad with song titles, but I remember there was one song in there. I just like love. I remember I got to see them live, like when they were touring for that, and like they were, they put on like a really good show. And then after he left, and then they got really, really like just getting into musicianship and writing and these off time signatures. Like they really got good. I can't listen to the the newer stuff as much only because it sounds like they're repeating themselves. Like it just sounds like one long. I mean, it's still good. Yeah. It just sounds like it's the same album. And like, that's just kind of, it's like, I mean, that's why I think it's like, to me, I still like, I love Dillinger escape plan. Like I love like all that, like math core stuff. But after a while, those bands, you start to get redundant because there's only, it's like a I remember the, the original drummer from Dillinger escape plan. I remember him talking when he left the band that was his main thing was just like, I, I, I feel like stymied. Like, I feel mm. like there's only so much I can do right. in this. And like, especially for him, because he was one of the best drummers I've ever seen. It's like you want, and then he went on to do, um, what did he join? Coheed and Cambria. Okay. And then left that. I don't know what he's doing now, but mm. that was, I never really got into Coheed and a lot of people love them, but his voice, I'm sorry, <laughs> just goes right <laughs> through me. I mean, it sounds like I'm waiting for like glass to shatter and it hits the high notes. All right, so let's get into movies a little bit. I split these when we're doing this because I'm like, I can't, I could never do a top five, top five movies list. Like, just, yeah, you're just your straight favorite. top five. I, I couldn't. I was do thinking, it. like, when I was putting them together, I was like, none of my actual favorite movies of all time are on this list. Like, they're, 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 they would, they, they're not in, like, I wouldn't put them in action, comedy, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. they're in a separate category. That's, altogether. I, I couldn't, because I was thinking, like, all right, to me, and the other thing, to me, you have, I know people always lump horror sci-fi. To me, it's action sci-fi. It makes more sense to be lumped together. I don't sure. know why. I just that's how my, my like enemy mind. I, I even <laughs> yes. like if if I were to do these <laughs> lists, I wouldn't put sci-fi and action together. Like I make them separate, definitely. Like because well, action movies, I think, are just speci- like a specific kind of you know movie, and then sci-fi can be yeah, action, but it can also be a heady kind of sci-fi yeah, movie yeah. as well. So the, I don't know if you but. Yeah, you're right. Like, if you were to put them together, that's because I'm like to me, sci-fi and horror are very, very different. Right. I I think like like sci-fi plays better with drama or with action. Like that was those sure. are the two. And you could make a movie that has both in it. Oh yeah. But yeah, but like as a, a general rule, like Event Horizon, like freaking, I don't even know what to classify that movie as. I mean, probably horror. But all right, anyway. All right, let's get into. I we have action movies first. You ready for this, George? Oh wow, he is. All right. So I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my top five action movies are Die Hard, which kind of if you're an American, you kind of have to say. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, First Blood again. Okay. Uh, Turbo Kid. Oh wow! So it's up there already. Oh, it's up there. I just okay. as soon as I saw that, uh, They Live. Yes. And I don't know if you're gonna you you'll remember this one, but you might be surprised by this one. Toy Soldiers. Yes. Oh, all right. I, that movie when Gorgonite. I when I was a kid, <laughs> when I was a kid. No, 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 not that's Small Soldiers. Oh yeah. As, no, <laughs> Toy Soldiers was uh, the prep school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw that as a kid, that was like the the daydream when you're sitting in school of like that happening. Like, I'm gonna climb up in the heat shaft, and like you just have all <laughs> this shit going on in your head of like what you'd do if they came in. And it's like why the why the fuck would they ever come here? Right. But it's like that was the movie. I remember like having those like daydreams. Like I remember watching it. And I was like, this is so awesome because it was just if I watched it now at my age, but this is the fucking dumbest movie I ever saw. Like if I had never seen it prior, sure. but seeing it at that time, it was almost kind of like 
it falls in with like the Goonies or stuff like that because it's like you're at that age and it's like oh that'd be so badass. To, <laughs> it, it, it was almost like you know Red Dawn kind of thing, but right. I, Red Dawn didn't land with me. Like I don't mind it now, but it did not land with me when I was a kid. Okay, I don't know what it was. I don't know if I didn't have the fear of the Russians. I I don't know what it was. I I didn't either. I didn't I didn't get the whole. Yeah, I, I I think we were a little late for yeah, that. Yeah, we though, were in we terms were, of when we were born. Yeah, like we we were in it and like I remember seeing it, but I'm like I don't. I don't fully get this, yeah. like what the heck it's it's there, and then it was it really only hit home when we, when Rocky Four came out, and that was kind of <laughs> like, and that was like, oh okay, yeah, that's what we we're fighting against, but like I, that was that was the end of it. But, okay. but yeah, like, Turbo Kid was another one that like, as soon as I saw it, it was just freaking love that movie. Okay, and They Live is I don't need to explain that to anyone here at this table. Yeah, that's like one no. of the see. I I think the only reason I didn't put that on on mine was because I I would put it more under sci fi. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, there I mean, is a ten-minute-long fight movie. scene. That is an action. It's an action movie. <laughs> it, it, it fits under both. It definitely fits under both. I mean, a, a lot of a lot of mine do too, because like I put I put some superhero movies on there because you know I like superhero movies and, you and they meant like <laughs> really you know yeah I mean yeah who just thought like your, your password at uh, Blockbuster Hulk one forty one one eighty one or one eighty one wait Close. what was, what was yeah. it Hulk one eighty one that was the introduction. Introduction to uh, the Hulk. It was it was the first appearance of Wolverine. I thought it was the Hulk for some reason. No, it was it, it the 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 Hulk was Hulk uh, Hulk one. Yeah, you know, <laughs> stupid ass. Uh, yeah, you know I read it. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right, what are yours, Rich? Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, the Avengers, uh, X Men, the original, the first one, uh, Terminator Two, and uh, the original Star Wars. I had Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then I was like, I don't know. That was what I took out and put Turbo Kid in, because I'm like, okay. I don't know. I love Raiders of the Lost Ark, but <laughs> it just, like, hit. I, I was thinking, like, stuff in turn, like, a, a lot of the stuff that I picked on all the lists were, like, stuff that, you know, remind me of a certain time in my life. Yeah. That's or, what I think most know, like of our, our to me personally. Like, there most was, of these, that's what it is for us. Like, yeah. it's not even that it's like this is the best. It's just that this is what makes me the happiest. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think people don't take that into account with a lot of top no. lists. You know, like, like they look going, what's the rate on IMDb of, and what's what's. It's like who fucking cares about the cinematography? I don't like, watch it, anything fifty or less. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's like did it land with you or not? Like, it doesn't matter if like it, there's like plenty of movies I'm sure that I love. That if I watch with a room of like a hundred people, everyone else would absolutely hate it. Sure. Yeah. Ask the people that gave Suicide Squad a thirty-three <laughs> percent. <laughs> I'm gonna petition. <laughs> Words hurt. Where's my safe zone? <laughs> All right. What are yours, George? <sighs> oh, going with the Expendables just because everybody. Oh, there we go. Like the first every, one. Uh, oh, the first one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was just awesome. Like they just walked in, manhandled. Yeah. Like you knew who oh, yeah, was you in knew- there, and they just. Anybody that, that destroyed that was, everybody. That was the movie when it came out, and there was bad reviews. I'm like, what the fuck did you think it was going to be? Did right. you even see who's in it? Because it's the whole fucking poster. I, I don't think they're going to be in this like it's not going to be this really involved, multi tiered script. Like, no, it's everyone that blows shit up. It's going to be that <laughs> right. times a hundred. Like, and if you get that, it's fucking awesome. And, and Terry Crews robot walking <laughs> down the hallway with the auto <laughs> shotgun, just shredding everybody. <laughs> Uh, so we got that out of the way. I went with the raid because if you haven't seen that, All insane. Right. The yep. raid. It's a uh, Indonesian film. It's about a SWAT team that has to extract a drug lord from, I think like the thirtieth floor oh, of a building. I, and do, I didn't see. I remember I had that. Uh, it was on. I think that was on Netflix a while ago. It's I, brutal. 
Yeah. Cool. The second one is cool the second one is amazing too. They do a, like a baseball bat to the face, like right through the teeth, and you see it go through. <laughs> it's awesome. Wow. No, they like they really like sell just, it. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Commando. <laughs> I mean, who else jumps out of a shed and throws a uh, buzz? Yes. Or a uh, blade or like a buzzsaw thing at the, the, some dude's the, head and just two best scenes that movie. The one I remember the most when I was a kid. Let off was, some steam, Bennett. Yes, grabbing the <laughs> pipe and just ramming it through his stomach. I remember that. And then the other part that I didn't notice when I was a kid because I was stupid, but then you see when you're older, when the car lands and crushes, it flips. Do you ever see this? It's like known as being one of the worst edits ever in any movie. The car flips over on its roof. It's crushed. He walks over, tips it back up right side, and it, it's perfectly brand new and they drive <laughs> off it's like known for being one of the worst edits in any movie ever because it was no explanation oh he just tips it up and i went back and i watched it. i saw that and i'm like oh my god it's so freaking bad <laughs> it's like the worst edit ever like living a lie your whole life then, yeah, like, <laughs> all right what else we got that's like uh you know thinking that skullnick wasn't a rapist in revenge <laughs> of the nerds <laughs> Um, All right. What's your... Out for Justice with Steven Seagal. Oh, okay. And uh, last one, this this movie is just amazing. Dread. Yes. The new one. The new one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna... Not oh, not the a... not the Rob Schneider Stallone <laughs> masterpiece. That's what I had. I had to wait just to make sure that's what you were talking about. No. Okay. Ryder or Rohan just taking like a huge body count and just killing everybody. It's awesome. You know, I would have been so impressed if every one of your movies was a Sylvester Stallone movie. <laughs> Rambo <laughs> one through four, <laughs> and Demolition Man. <laughs> Stop or my mom will shoot. Hey, fucking don't knock Demolition Man. No, I love Demolition amazing. Man. When I was oh, one eight seven murder death kill. <laughs> I, I loved that movie when it came out because I was I think I was in ninety three. Yeah, seventh grade when that came out. I still don't know how to use those seashells. <laughs> I think he used one for scraping, but that's gotta hurt. Like, how did they even come up with that? Like, right. I don't. I don't. There was so much in that movie. It's like, really, that's where you think the future is gonna go? Uh, I <laughs> thought it would have went to like three ply or something. Like. <laughs> it almost felt like there was some inside jokes that just got yeah. left in the fucking movie. Yeah, which is totally okay. They just left those yeah. props there, and they're like, oh, just just say they wipe their ass with shells, like <laughs> whatever. Wrap it up, Johnson. <laughs> All right. So now that's a good. We're getting to comedies. All right. So here's here's my top five. You got Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Life of Brian, Blazing Saddles, The Jerk, and Big Lebowski. Solid. That's a, solid. That's a great list. list. And you know what's funny? When I saw I saw Big Lebowski in theaters, and I I don't remember how old I was when I when I went. I remember what year that came out. I it was so above my head. I I only got like the surface stuff on it. Yeah. And it didn't hit as well with me. And then I rewatched it a couple years later, and I fucking love that movie mm. and i have just loved it ever since i well, rewatched it a lot but it was just well i remember seeing it in theaters because i remember hearing about it because i i wanted to be this like artsy person but i was too fucking stupid to kind of <laughs> really get any of it so i would go to these things i remember going to see like tarantino movies and going but it was like i would only be able to get surface level stuff because like no teenager can can comprehend most of the stuff that's going on in a lot of those movies like what they're doing <laughs> So you only get like it's like oh John Goodman was hilarious in it like that was really all I ever took away, yeah. and then as you get older and you watch like oh fuck is that movie so well written and so everything about it and it's still like one of the best oh definitely where do you got uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Clerks uh, Ghostbusters 
Uh, Monty Python, I wasn't sure uh, whether I wanted Holy Grail or Life of Brian. I, I would probably say Life of Brian yeah. is a better movie. That's kind of where I'm getting to now as I'm older. Like yeah, I, I, I think it's a better movie overall. You it, know, it, Monty, it they, holds up better. Yeah, Holy Grail is more of like a series of skits kind of yeah. put together loosely, yeah. you know, whereas like Life of Brian has more of a, a legit story. Uh, Young Frankenstein. And uh, I, I don't know if a lot of people would put this under comedy, but Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas because oh, I, would. I, yeah, I, I would, yeah, I would. I laughed through that entire oh, movie. Yeah. You know, I love it. It's just it's so dark and fucked up, but like so. I haven't watched that in a while, actually. I don't think weirdly funny too. Like it's just it's it's got so much going on. I mean, I, one of my favorite movies of all time is Brazil. So mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Terry Gillingham directed you know uh, both of those movies. So did you ever watch that documentary about him trying to do Don Quixote? Yeah. Oh God. It's that was. Did you see that or no? It's depressing. It's, it's like, really depressing. It's it's but like it's really interesting. Yeah. It's it's really well done. I, I don't know what the name of it is. Um. But it, there's a documentary they did because he had tried doing it. Oh, it was probably like 15 years ago now. Yeah. Because I saw it a while ago. Um. He had tried doing Don Quixote, and that's like one of the known movies. It's like they say it's cursed. Like no one's been able to actually make a feature film. And he did this, and like the stuff that happened, like they're in this valley, like didn't the equipment got stolen at one point too? I think, yeah. I don't know if, and then there was a flood, and the, the, it never really rained in this area. It flooded out the area, like all these random awful things kept happening. <laughs> you're like, holy shit! And it, and you you're watching it happen because they're they're taping it as this is happening. Right. So you're not like oh, they're just making this up. Like no, you're seeing like they were doing a behind the scenes thing as they're making the movie, and that's what this documentary is. And you can't even fathom like how that one guy went through all that and then continued to be a director. Cause I've just been like, fuck everything <laughs> about this yeah. and just walked away. But it was, it was a really good documentary. I, just, I don't remember the name of it, but I'm sure you could find it. Hey, we got Google. Yeah. I have a computer right in front of me too, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Are you rattle off here? I'll see if I can find all the right. name of it. DC cab. Oh, okay. Back to school with Dangerfield <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Uh, coming to America. Nice. Animal House and Goon. Mm. Goon? If you haven't, yeah. Goon. That's with uh, Sean, Sean William Scott. Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. such a good movie. Uh, Jay Baruchel directed it. They're actually shooting the second one right now. Oh, is really? he going to be in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, what else is he going to do? I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he isn't really. He's gotten further along than everybody else in American Pie. I mean, he's, n- well, no, he's not doing a Penn and Teller's Fool Us. <laughs> Who's that? Uh it's magicians. They have to do like tricks in front of Penn and Teller. I was just watching that and yesterday. see if they. Uh, Who, I didn't even know this existed. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it. it's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's so actually the, fun to watch. Who's it's, in that from? Uh, the the chick from uh yeah, yeah the chick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. Know, Jason yeah. Biggs. Um, <laughs> no, Allison Hannigan or Hannigan. Oh or? yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, she had that. She was in that show, right? The whatever the mother. I never watched that show. Yeah, obviously, a very memorable. Yeah, the yeah. Mother, the, she's <laughs> well, the mother one. It's only been on nine years, and all my friends watch <laughs> it, so I'm just gonna act like I don't. No, I don't remember the name of it. I didn't. Really How I watch Met Your Mother. That's How I Met Your Mother. I didn't really watch it. I just, I don't, I don't know. Missing out on America's finest cinema on TV. <laughs> the movie is called Lost in La Mancha. That's what the documentary is called, mm. Lost in La Mancha. So if you ever want to see it, um, let me see. Where's my? I gotta get my list back up. All right, this is gonna be the harder one. Horror movies. This might be a little more difficult for all. This was a harder one for me to kind of like, oh, fuck. There's so many. This is another one. Yeah, it, like it, this is your thing. Yeah. You like know? this will kind of like rotate a little bit for me too with things. So, yeah. all right. For right now, <laughs> my top five is yeah. I have City of the Living Dead, which is my favorite Fulci movie, which is still, all of his movies get shit on for a variety of reasons. <laughs> so I kind of don't really, 
play that one. Um, Halloween, the original, mm-hmm. Suspiria, Dawn of the Dead, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Those okay. are kind of the ones I, I can rewatch infinitely. Sure. And just always find something entertaining about them. Very solid list. So we're, I kind of got into because Fulci is always, it's tough in a lot of ways to put any of his movies in your top five. Right. Because they are pretty, as as from an artistic point of view, pretty shitty movies. Right. Uh, they don't make any sense. It follows a stream of consciousness plot that just kind of goes anywhere and doesn't make sense. Even see a living dead. You have zombies that appear and disappear. It's never explained why. And uh, there's just random, and it's always, there's random scenes of gore, like the Insane Living Dead is the one of the vomiting up the entrails that's kind of become known. And that was actually, supposedly the actress actually swallowed sheep entrails to pull that gag off, which is even worse than (laughs) anything else. Um, But like that's, a lot of his movies are known for that, but I still, that's one I I love more than any other ones, I think, to me. But what are you going to do? Okay. I want to hear you guys. I want to see, see what these go. Um, I went with Night of Living Dead, not Dawn. Uh, American Werewolf in London, uh, The Shining, American Psycho, and Delamorte Delamore, oh, which is known man. as Cemetery Man. I, I, uh, that was when I was kind of going back and forth on. I'm like, oh man, because that's oh, I fucking love that movie. It's it's so well done. You've seen it, haven't you, George? Okay, a while me. back, yeah. It's it's just it's a beautiful film oh, in yeah. general, but it's just it's so it's so interesting, like the way and it's very it's it's kind of hard to track down. Uh, yeah, on the, DVD now. It's I it's, have one. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to toot my own horn. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it, it's funny when you look it up now because I bought it when it when it was first released, like might have been ten years ago. Yeah. I, I say I every once in a while I'll go on Amazon and see what, how much stuff is. And I clicked on that, and because like on Amazon, it'll tell you like you purchased this on whatever date, and you can see how much you paid. I paid like seven fifty for it, mm. and it's like ninety dollars and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. it's, it's real. It's hard going. To track it's ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't. It's a rights issue, which sucks. There's so many great horror. I'm like Dead Alive is another one. Yep, that's stuck in rights issues, and yeah. it sucks because like you have people trying to find like that. I, I, I want to see Cemetery Man on Blu-ray so much. Yes, and that director too. Like I don't feel really. Um, He's done like so many. He did the original. Uh, oh, this is gonna bother me now because I had it in my head. It, it was a it was a night owl. He was a it was an, it was an owl mask killer. <laughs> can't think of. <laughs> I can't think of the name of the the movie. It was like a musical horror. They redid it a couple years ago with Meatloaf, and I thought it was abysmal because it was almost like mm. Glee with. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes! I saw it on Netflix. Yes, that uh, that was the original one. Is awesome. Um, Stage fright. That's yes. it. I was trying to find. I'm on Netflix. I'm trying to find. Um, so, th- does the original have anything to do with this one? Is with it the remake, just to use the same title. Or um, is it it's kind of loosely based on it. Okay, but it but it's nowhere. The original was not. It was a musical, but not nearly as Glee like. Okay, the original one was actually like a really solid slasher movie, hmm. and. Pretty creepy in a lot of ways, and it was done really well. Because that director, because he did um, Cemetery Man, The Church, which I don't know if you ever saw The Church. It was uh, considered, you know the Demons movie? Yes. Because the there was Demons 1, 2, and then loosely they said Demons 3 is The Church, but there's a whole, that's a whole thing we can talk about at some point. Um, but it was a, it was a really interesting. He did that one too, uh, and then he did Stage Fright. He did, like, uh, every movie he did 
was so and he's actually talking about um i just heard recently they're talking about him coming back into doing film because he hasn't done anything in like 16 years oh he's always been this like really auteur horror director but i guess his his son died in an accident or something and he left he hasn't directed anything since cemetery man was one of the last things that he did okay and he just like walked away because after everything happened with the son he just left in the 90s and really hasn't done anything Mm. but they're talking about him coming back which i would love to see because the stuff that he's done I mean, just Cemetery Man, if you haven't seen it, I don't know if it's on YouTube. Uh, I don't know no. if you can find it, and I never really... But, like, it's so beautifully shot. Like, you can tell it's a director that knows what they're doing, and, like, the whole story is... And it's very... Uh, it, it's it's abs- like it's one of those movies where it doesn't definitively tell you, like, what the yeah. meaning of it is. Yeah. Like, there's definitely... A, as it goes on, especially, and then, tw- you know, at the end of the movie... You you could interpret it many different ways, and I like movies like that where it's not definitive uh, what exactly maybe is going on, especially if you're going to do a more of an auteur kind of movie like that. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's, it, it's it's much headier than you would expect mm-hmm. from uh, a movie like that, and and it's not uh, like it's Cemetery not Man is such anything. a bad name. Yeah. Like they, that's that's the imported yeah, version of the name. Yeah, it's based on a comic too. We didn't even mention that. It's based yes. on a comic that that it was a Dylan Dog. Yeah, which is even there. There's an even weirder story there because they did do a Dylan Dog movie a yeah. few years ago, and it's awful. awful. Yeah, it's <laughs> awful. Yeah. And the thing, it's it's funny because when I had heard the movie was in production, I was like, you know what? I always wanted to read this comic, and there's not many translated to English because it's an Italian comic book. So, uh, and it's not one of those comics where you can kind of pick it up like. Uh, if, if you were to read something that's closer to English, maybe you can yeah. kind of figure out what's going on. Whereas Italian, it's really hard to, to tell yeah. what they're actually saying if you were to just look at the pictures and try to figure it out. Yeah. So there's only one collection in America of of uh, those books. They're really expensive. And I blew through it. Oh, no, it's actually... Oh, it, really? Expensive? It, uh, I think Dark Horse picked it up a few years uh, ago, and they, okay. did, they did a version of it that's dirt cheap. It's like 20 bucks or, oh, or wow. less. And you can read the first how many issues. And I got so addicted to this book. I fucking loved this book. And I thought, I need to find fucking more. And no matter how hard, like, there's a few fan translations floating around that Mm -hmm. you can find that aren't the best, but you kind of get an idea. But, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of these comics, probably thousands by now, uh, because it's been going on for years, and it's still running to this day. And it's one of the most popular comics over there. Like he's as well known as you know Spider Man oh, yeah. or any mm-hmm. of the other you know big superheroes and things like that. But over here, that movie, I, I hate d- the Dylan Dog movie so much. Not just because it's a bad movie, because it ruined the chances of us getting more yeah. translated comics. Because if it did well and they made a good movie that got a good cult following here. You would definitely see more of those books getting translated yeah. to English. And that's what sucks with Cemetery Man is that it has a good cult following, but people don't make that connection because it's never said it, unless you watch the the extra scenes or exactly. the, extra, the stuff in the DVD. It's, it's de- and it's not it doesn't as closely follow the yeah. story as and he's not named that or it, no it he's not named fo- that in the yeah. movie. It's it's definitely a very loose translation yeah. of that. So all right, George, let's hear him. Fright Night, Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors, obviously uh, Kincaid baby. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Uh, part yes. Four, good. Easily yep. the best one. Oh yeah, meant uh, to be the last one. It was. And then they. Went then they did. wanted more money. <laughs> well, <who laughs> that was all that it was. Who does baseballs? A search for more money. <laughs> I remember they were all pissed off because like Tom Savini even so they brought him back. They brought everybody back because this was going to be the final one. Yep. And then it did so well. They were like, well, eh, you know, <laughs> things happen. Yeah. 
Uh, Sleepaway Camp 1 and my favorite, Evil Dead 2. I was waiting for Evil Dead 2. All okay. Right. You knew it. Now, is Sleepaway mm-hmm. Camp solely based on the ending? Well, it could be. Spoiler, she's got a penis. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, she'll be at that uh, thing oh, in Mary's. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. There is uh, a Rose will be a- NEPA Horror Fest in Scranton in October uh, that our buddy that we mentioned earlier, Bobby Keller, is putting on. And he actually got the star of the movie to, to, to uh, show up at that. I guess he, he's, he's been uh, talking to her for a number of years now. Cause he's, he's, uh, he goes to a lot of the horror conventions talking and stuff or like stalking? that. I'm just, I'm just uh, it's <laughs> a little it's of both. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Oh no, that that's another one of those movies. I remember the first thing that that's a movie that sorry if I did spoil it for anybody, but fuck you guys, I don't care. It's like thirty years old. Right. But like uh it's one of those movies like going into it not knowing and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like just that still at the end is like what the, it, it's 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 real what's what's scary is her face. Yeah. Like she has yeah. this terrible, like ghostly this like demon like looking yeah, yeah. face and, and this little like, tiny boy shit. penis. <laughs> Wow, this is like it. It was definitely, uh, it's definitely its own fucking thing. Like, oh yeah, all together. It like, could it, never. This one of those movies like you could not remake it. You now. could not it's, make it's it today. Completely impossible. And like the dialogue is so quotable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey There's, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, it's so much poorly acted too. And then I like, love the sequels that they went on and did too. And then like you get to the third one and they're just taking clips from the other ones and putting yeah. it in because that was they totally uh, went Silent Night, Deadly Night two on that. Yeah. One. Yes. The second one was was it the second or the third one with Bruce Springsteen's sister? I think it was the second one. That's who the star was. That's who that girl was. I thought it was his daughter. No, it was his sister. Yeah, either daughter. That'd be kind of. No, no, that'd be possible. No, yeah. I think it was his sister. Um, Pamela. Anyway. Uh, all right, TV shows. That's. I think my only. I'd say one of them. I know me and you might have, but I don't know. Sure. I know he won't. Fucking. Yeah. Whatever. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So my TV shows. I have. Dexter. Uh, they only did four seasons of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. I, you know I what? wish. I, I will say, okay, one through four, yeah, perfect. Five, I didn't mind too much because they had to continue. They could not have left. And it, and it wasn't complete like, oh, what the fuck? It was six when they just shit the bed completely mm-hmm. to me. And then... You get into seven, it wasn't that bad. Like I don't think seven was that bad of a season. That was everything with Deb and like it wasn't that bad. It was it was what killed it was how much they bungled the last season and then ended it so poorly. Yes. That people just want to forget. And they did such a bad job that they people do just what George that's, did. That's that's they literally why I didn't remember. make my list. Yeah. That's like why that, I didn't put it on. That's there, what's I, just, I hated the ending that much. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like and that's what sucks. And like I, I do hope they because they keep teasing that they might come back and just kind of either wrap it up properly or bring back the character and then hopefully send it off in a much better way. Mm-hmm. But it was just that. But I guess even in the books, mm-hmm. uh he kind of shit the bed on the ending of the book i never i <laughs> phoned it in yeah it, that's what everybody i remember the reviews when because he had why well, I, I think it's called like dexter dies or something like that some blatant and i guess even people were saying how badly the author of the books bungled it well the, the this is one of those weird situations where the books actually aren't better than the adaptation yeah. oh yeah no like, he the started shit in the bed are, early yeah, are on. not really the first, that great the first one maybe the second one and then it started to get like just repetitive because you could tell it was like there was a great idea but no yeah, now I gotta do. keep going. Yeah, and, and it's like, all right, it. and it's just yeah. one guy, so it's kind of like you at least have a team of writers that can kind of pitch other things. Sure, but all right, so I have Dexter, Stranger Things, 
which is already right up there. Oh, so you're already putting it on. Oh, that's See, I, I didn't there. put it on there yet because no, like, I, uh, I just I, I gotta I, wait a little bit. I know me that's gonna sit and resonate. Okay. Uh, Mighty Boosh. Oh, okay. Great uh, one. Supernatural. I don't care how much that gets shit on. That's that could kind of fall into a guilty pleasure thing for me too. But yeah. Uh, and then The Fall, which I don't know if you've seen The Fall. Yes. I did you watch that? Oh, you it's would so love that. Good. It's um. Jillian, uh, Jillian Anderson. Anderson. I always want to say Jacobs. Uh, Jillian Anderson from X Files. It, it's it's an Irish. Yeah, it's an Irish TV show. Yes, um, uh, but it's like exclusive to Netflix. It's on Netflix. Like streaming on Net- wise yeah, or Net- like Netflix. That? I think they they actually purchased the rights for it. Yeah, something. I believe that that's effect. how. It, yeah. Because it was it, there's only two seasons. They actually it got so popular on Netflix and everything. They've been demanding because they were trying to get her to do the third season because it's it's her. And I don't remember the guy's name, but he was the lead in Fifty Shades of Grey, which is not really saying much for him. I still couldn't. Yeah. When they announced it, it, was he was him. It was him. I'm like, well, you know, it, it, it was funny because uh, a lot of the criticism about, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey in general, the book and the, the movie is is that he's the, he's a psychopath. Like, you, yeah. you really women should not fall for this guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a stalker and a sicko. So I thought that is actually perfect casting because yeah, in true. the fall, yeah. he really is, he's so manipulative like he he seems like this normal yeah. family man he's, he's a serial killer but That's he's what the whole a, you know the, and and he just like i know a lot of people are you know there's so many serial killer stories out yeah, there and but stuff. this is not like Dexter. this is very exceptional yeah it's, it's, and it's, it's way above a lot of that it's stuff. done in this way of the only cause i remember that when uh, people were saying when it came out they were worried because people are going to immediately compare it to dexter because mm-hmm. it's a serial killer that you feel for but there's so much more to it, and there's a lot more darkness in it. Like, you feel disgusting. Yes. Like, that's he, the thing. It, it, he's a lot less likable, yeah. uh, but he's a great villain. Yeah. It's it's so good. Like, they, they have two seasons that are up now, or series, sorry. They have two series up now on Netflix. Yes. Um, and they're filming the third one, I think, either now or, or, or in the fall. They're, they're filming the third one because they had to push it back when X-Files oh, was right. going to come back. So they pushed yeah. back the shooting. I'm just glad for, they're doing it. Yeah, that's something I want. And that's going to be that. That's it. They already said, like, this is going to be it. They're going to wrap the story up, which is what I want. All you want to yeah. know is, like, because the way, if once you watch it and you see that second series end, you're like, fuck. Yeah. Because it ends in such a way that you're like, and it made it worse because when it ended, I remember the first thing I was looking was series three, and there was no news about when or if it was happening. They didn't even know because of everyone's schedule. And, like, yep. that sucks so bad. But they're, they are going to do it, and it's going to be out, I, I believe, next year is what they said. And then it'll be the end of it. But that's like such a phenomenal show. And like I, I want to binge watching that like so quickly because it's just so addicting. All right. All right. Um, I, I could have done all cartoons. I could have done all <laughs> animated stuff. And Duck I really I, a lot of my to, like my top stuff right now that I'm watching is is animated. Like I watch a lot of animated shows even now. But I had to put at least uh, the X-Men and Spider-Man 90s cartoons on my my top favorite. I'm already thinking of the th- uh theme song. Yeah, exact the the theme songs stick in your head. They they're um they're very very memorable and they're a lot of f- they 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 got me into comics. You know, like those are the shows that made me love comic books and and really want to dive into that stuff. So that was my introduction to those. So I had to put those on the list. Uh Seinfeld I had to put on the list. Uh it's uh, you know it's just one of those ones you can watch anytime and it's still funny. Mm-hmm. It still holds up really well. Um I I I tried to not put a newer show on there, but I had to put Daredevil on there. Daredevil was fantastic. Uh it was so well done. You you can you can repeat you can one out. too. Yeah, yeah it's I not know. necessarily like I want to be 
Don't like the yeah. things I like. <laughs> Daredevil had to be on there because uh, it, it really is like the definitive way you should be doing superhero television and really superhero movies. I'm I'm actually glad that they didn't end up doing that as a movie because the show just lets the characters breathe so much more and and builds them up. So I, I really loved how they've handled that. The second season was really great, a cool introduction to Punisher. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the Punisher show when that comes out. And oh, who's playing the Punisher? Uh, was Jonathan Berthenal was on um, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Uh, that, okay, I remember it was someone that I, like I couldn't. I remember it was someone on something. And he, he did a he did a great job. I thought he was a real solid choice for him. I mean, he already kind of had the, the you know the fanboys behind yeah. him because you know he built yeah. up that goodwill. That's Shane, by right? Doing that was Shane. Yeah, on he was Shane on Walking Dead. So and that whole prison fight scene was just glorious. Oh, God, it was amazing. You know, just it, it's 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 very cinematic. Like you don't really feel like you're watching a show. You're watching just a really long. Hey, that's movie. not. I haven't watched that show. I have to watch. Yeah, you get, I you get, watch. It's, and the there's two seasons worth of stuff. So I mean, you'll you'll blow through it. It's just so good. And uh, my last one, Sliders. Do you remember that show? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, was it the nineties? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was 90s. with um, the dude from Joe's apartment. <laughs> yes. Welcome to Joe's apartment. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell, that's Jerry it. Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> oh, the fat kid from Stand wow. By Yeah, yeah. I wanted I wanted to pick something like a little more obscure and a little little more like I I remember uh really enjoying that cuz this was before, you know, like uh, we take sci-fi shows for granted now mm-hmm. like now like Doctor Who is very popular and things like that and it's definitely like if you were to compare them it's like, oh yeah, Doctor Who's a way better show or whatever, but I picked Sliders cuz it was like it was that time, and I grew up with it, and I had I really enjoyed it. I didn't like what they did with the later series because it, it was on Fox, so uh, they did I think maybe four seasons on there, and then they canceled it. They brought it back on Sci-Fi, and then they let Jerry O'Connell write it with like his Ooh. brother or something. Don't worry, guys, I could save this. Completely <laughs> fucking changed it. Like the whole tone of it was different. Um, they killed off one of my like the, my favorite character was the professor on the show. Yeah. Uh, who was in? Um, it was what's his name in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, Gimli. Uh, Gimli, oh. and he was he was great. Like he was the you know uh, he was the guy who invented the whole you know sliding thing. And then it was like three, and they ba- they basically go to alternate dimensions. So each episode was kind of like a quantum leap sort That's of thing. I remember it being like quantum leap for our generation. Like, yeah, okay. exactly. Where where they, they, they he goes to different dimensions, and each one history happened differently. So uh, and they can't control the sliding device or how long that they're there. So they might be in a place for a few minutes or a few days or a week. Sounds like or a whatever. sexual innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike that whole quantum leap bullshit. Right? Yeah, <laughs> totally unbelievable. <laughs> but it, it was it was a uh, it was fun, it, it, especially like if you weren't familiar. Like obviously, growing up, I wasn't familiar with quantum leap or something like that. No, we after, were, but we avoided. Yeah, it, it was like yeah, after was my time. Like, what? And, and yeah, we were all watching so, Renegade with uh, Lorenzo Lamas. Oh God. You didn't appreciate a lot of that. The the <laughs> that better be under old sci fi stuff. Maybe to you're older, you can find it. You know, this was before home video was yeah. really huge and that sort of thing too. So, um, so I grew up with that and I really enjoyed it. But they they changed it quite a bit after they moved it to sci fi. It took on a whole new like it was them versus these aliens. And it's kind of like, like Doug that. when they when uh, Disney bought it and then shit yeah, all over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they totally and some of the voices changed yeah. and stuff too, but. Uh, but yeah, it's, I I still remember the uh, especially the early stuff very fondly. All right, George. All right, well, just Renegade Highlander 
Uh. <laughs> oh my god, Adrian Paul Highlander. None of that Chris Lambert crap. No, uh, actually, I went with a uh, Weird Science. Oh, from wow. the nineties, they used yeah. to show it at uh, nine o'clock on uh, Saturday nights. Was that USA? Was that yeah, was USA, because yeah. they used to do. Uh, God, there was four TV shows they did. I know Weekly World News was the end. Mm-hmm. Nine o'clock, I think, it was Weird Weird Science. Before that was Campus Cops, and then there was something in the beginning. (laughs) Campus Cops was like trash. Yeah. Um, Trailer Park Boys. Um, Okay. I don't don't know why that show. I could just I could just put it on and just veg out for a while and just (laughs) yeah. I actually got to meet uh, Randy and Jim Leahy. Oh, nice. It was pretty awesome. They did a uh, show in Ithaca. Okay. I ended up going up there, and uh, it's pretty interesting to kind of see them in the real. So it was. uh, I got to sit on Randy's lap. That was cool. <laughs> I thought uh, George just quickly ends the story. <laughs> things left. happened, you know. I got, <laughs> got to move on, move home. on. Uh, Daredevil, uh, Married with Children, and Mr. Oh, Robot. Married with Children. Mm. That is just that that whole show. Like it was so great. Married, Married with Children. children. Oh, like God, yeah. That the crowd was like. It's not, there's so many they shows like that rowdy you could never section. do anything like that now. Like right. the fat shaming, the like <laughs> the, the stuff that they would say. Like sit there. You there's, know how many safe spaces they would need. <laughs> <laughs> there's like so much on that. It's like holy shit. I remember when I was younger being told like I wasn't allowed to watch that show. Yeah. Like it was it was just too much. And it was like you watch it now. It's like yeah, I can see that, but it's like nothing. The '90s were a different time. Yeah, that was like uh, Titus. That was a great show, and then yeah. they did oh, yeah. they did an episode about rape where, uh, I think his niece was sexually assaulted, mm. and it was a great episode. But they got canned after that, of course, because they didn't because they're taking something on that's serious yeah. that actually affects the real world. Like you'd see a lot of these like uh, you know if they family f- comedies and things, and it was like who actually goes through any of this shit, yeah. or who like sees this as a real fucking problem that we need to center a whole episode. Are you saying the issues that? in Full House were not? <laughs> It's exactly the show I'm thinking of, <laughs> or Family Matters, or a lot of those yeah. shows, or Step by Step with Cody living in a van in the gr- in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, and then they have the uh, DVD extras where he hit his wife. <laughs> Remember that he got, he got, arre- he got real, arrested man. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sasha and Mitchell. Then he, then he did right. uh, Kickboxer three or four. No, he was in two. I think as was well. It two. I think that that, I think they killed off Jean Claude Van Damme in two. I thought. Well, I, like, I, I don't even think two. he was in it. But I, I thought think Sasha came in like, like the third one. Well, whatever doesn't really matter. This yeah, I mean, why am I worrying about <laughs> Sasha Mitchell? On I'll tell you who was in Kickboxer <laughs> Two. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, so this would be the phone. Let's get into guilty pleasures. Uh, this was the one that was hard for me because I'm like, I don't know, because like to me, like, there's nothing wrong with any. Of I'm. I'm. With, I was gonna say the same thing. Like, I don't. I wear everything that. Yeah. I ha- I love on my sleeve, so like, like, so I to really me, I don't, don't feel, feel like ashamed. Yeah, but there's definitely stuff that like, I what I oh, my angle was maybe stuff that doesn't hold up as well. Like that's what some of the stuff for me watch. is. Okay, all right. So my first one is the original Doug because I still watch that regularly on Hulu because I always I'm constantly yep. watching that. I don't care how many times I've seen it already. <laughs> uh, all right, this is the only one that's kind of embarrassing. I don't mind some Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> Because there's some songs that are pretty catchy, and then you hear them. <laughs> not a shame. Uh, the other one, this is one that's like definitely did not the Tom Baker era of Doctor Who. I still love. I know yes. it's fucking terrible, but yes. I grew up watching that. Okay, but it is does not hold up at all. Yeah. Eighties uh, WWF. Still love that. Okay, era, but that's yep. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yep. And then the other one is 
a lot, and I mean a lot of Italian horror movies that I love. I know are fucking <laughs> awful, but I still love them. I watch them constantly. Uh, I have. Did you, ever, did you watch Shutter? I think I told you about that before. Yes. Um, because they have a lot of like weird, bad Italian horror movies. So it's great, and they, they have ones that are a little harder to find sometimes, mm. and you can just stream on there. And there's so many I've watched on there. I'm like, I know this is terrible. And I won't subject anybody else. I'll, I'll just then watch them by myself because I'm like I couldn't subject anybody. Because if I watch them, like if if you guys came over and we watched them, we wouldn't be watching them. We would just be laughing. Right. So I'm like I have to watch that by myself, and I can't subject anybody else who wants to watch an actual movie to watching them because they're bad. That's fair. But that's definitely one that I I'm always watching. Okay. All right. Let's hear these. Uh. Well, my my number one. See, I fucking hate reality television. Oh yeah. You're but in, Restaurant Impossible. Which Me one? and my wife watch that all the time. Which one's Restaurant Impossible? It's the one with uh, Robert Irvine. He's like this oh, huge yeah. dude. Oh yeah, no, I that and, yeah, and and he he basically just intimidates the fuck out oh, of yeah. people into changing their restaurant. Tells them they're and idiots better and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He just berates the yep. fuck out of them. Tells them their food sucks, their decor sucks, whatever. But I, I think I that it's 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 just it's weird, one of those weird, strangely addicting shows. Where you you watch it and you're like I don't even know why I'm fucking watching this and because like like f- the Food Network in general like when when uh, when we got a house and, and we, you know we got cable like I, I didn't really watch a lot of TV before that but when you get cable and you're paying for it yeah you got you, 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 you gotta you gotta watch <laughs> some of it so I'd watch a lot of Food Network and I'd be like why the fuck would anybody watch this and then six hours later I'm like holy fuck I just I just devoured six hours worth of just seeing sh- his these ridiculous his arms come out and you're like and this is a chef yes like it, 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 I, I that was the first time i ever seen i'm like what the i remember looking him up and like he's married to someone in the wwf oh is he? i don't remember who but yeah he, he's like divorced and remarried someone that's a oh, or okay. was maybe they're not there anymore yeah, but they were they not. were involved with wwf which you could see when you see the guy sure but yeah, he. Uh, I, I like that. You know, it actually does try to make a difference. At least, like, yeah. I mean, he gives them ten thousand dollars and and redoes their fucking restaurant yeah. for them to like fix everything and try to make it better and whatever. But it's interesting because you know, I got curious one day and I'm like, well, do they actually like last after that? Like, do oh, they listen is this to like his the, advice? The Gordon Ramsay thing, or they all close if you, down after? Yes. Yeah. If you go, if you, there's there's a uh, there's a website called Food Network Gossip, and it's like a message board kind of thing. And they have all this like stuff that's behind the scenes about these shows and everything. And you can basically go episode by episode and, and go th- and see if they're open. Someone or Someone did that for the ninety nine percent of them are like fucking closed. What's, what's the, the Gordon Ramsay show? Uh, the, oh, Hell's goes, Kitchen. No, the one where he goes into to the restaurants. That's that's like that. I can't think of the name of the, the show now. Yeah, but uh, Hell's Kitchen or something. Is like it Hell's that. Kitchen? Is, is that maybe? What it's, I, don't I don't think know. that's what it's called though. I know. Uh, no, I think that was the cooking show. Was Hell's oh, Kitchen? Yeah, hell, yeah, yeah, I that can't was think of the name. Well, whatever that, whatever that one's called. Like, but someone did. A, there's an actual website that someone took every episode. Yeah. Put like, and it's like, and it's an easy to read graph. Like they just put like what the restaurant was when the episode aired. Restaurant still open? Yes or no? And like ninety some percent of them no. Well, that, that's the thing too. Is I think uh, to be fair to the shows, it's not always their fault because uh, it's only so much. They're only there for like a week. Yeah, they're or only there like in in, in restaurant. And if they've been their case, whole life. The whole up. thing is is two days. <laughs> yeah. So they have to do they have to do the whole transformation in two days and stuff. I think they do a lot of editing to make it look yeah more. They they have to build a story essentially. And you've seen a lot of a lot of people who were displeased with the way that they were portrayed on television or whatever said like oh Shocking. yeah they really. 
you know, manipulated the way that we talked or yeah. what we said or whatever to try and make a story out of it for TV to make it juicy and whatever. But they, they, they said that, um, you know, just a lot of them, I, I, I think the problem is, is that they're, you know, they have a bad location or a bad name or something like that yeah. and they can't change stuff no, like that. Gonna, yeah. So it's too late, you know, like, or sometimes they go in there and it's like, I'm a hundred thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. Well, guess what? Yeah. Y- there's gonna nothing help. we're going to do to turn this around and would you like ga- your walls painted blue <laughs> <laughs> right like there's there's nothing you're going to be able to do so so that that's definitely one uh a lot of stuff that i love as a kid and i still love now but like i know are bad like he-man uh the cartoon does not hold up oh, it's no. so cheesy no. it's so bad uh, the original teenage mutant ninja turtles cartoon the new one is actually really good yeah. and i yeah. highly recommend it but the original cartoon definitely doesn't hold up nearly as well. Uh, the old G.I. Joe cartoon and the cartoon movie, oh, not I to be cr- confused God. with. I cried when, when, spoiler, Duke dies. When I, I cried. But he doesn't really die, though. But, but, yes, but he's when that happened, to. in that moment, when that happened, I remember just like. Because it, it, it came out not long after Transformers. Yes. So I had already lived through the trauma of seeing Optimus, Optimus Prime, Prime die. Right. And now I have to see Duke get killed with a snake. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, And that's the thing, too, is they actually wrote that in later because of the reaction to Optimus Prime dying. And they, so many kids were so upset. We need to traumatize more The kids. executives went back, and there was there was a part. And you could you could actually see how the mouth don't move exactly right because the animation in these movies was actually yeah. really good and it was better than the sh- even the show was animated uh the the animation in the movie really holds up but there's a scene where they basically come in and be like oh and duke's okay by the way <laughs> hey everybody you know like it like they literally just added this last funny thing they, they, really funny if they had run out of money for animation and they actually just put a guy in front of a green screen yeah. hey guys <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> He's gonna be all right. Like he pull, okay. so he pulls through off screen because they didn't want to take see, the time to. You to see animate. a hand wave up. <laughs> it's it's so bad. So yeah, that definitely doesn't totally pull a poochie on that one. But like the and the whole plot of that movie like is so bizarre because the show was very like the the comics are actually really well done and mm. they were written by a guy who uh, was actually in the military. So a lot of the comics are actually really serious and really well done, whereas the show was very cheesy and written for kids. Mm-hmm. And the the movie went in this bizarre, really sci-fi direction where there's like there's snake people that are kind of like aliens, and they're uh they're they're th- that Cobra Commander was really part of them that whole time because he was portrayed as a human dude yeah. before. Now all of a sudden he's part yeah. of these snake people, and he turns into a snake by the end of the movie. It's just. It's so fucking weird, <laughs> but I love that fucking movie, and I would definitely rewatch it like a hundred times. But, um, and I, I guess my my other one is kind of a more general uh, musicals in general. I love fucking musicals. Oh, yeah, I, that's why I can't. Stomach when them. when uh, when I was in high school, I did a lot of drama classes and stuff, and that's really when mm-hmm. I got into uh, musicals quite a bit. But I always always love musicals, everything from. Rocky Horror to My Fair Lady, like you whatever. Should wa- it watch is. the original Stage Fright then, because it's it's like the new one, but not as cheesy. But not as shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Meatloaf sadly is not in the original. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George. Oh God, uh, for me it's probably Bar Rescue, uh, Beat Bobby Flay. Okay. The Walking Dead because I I still like The Walking Dead. I know people it's, it's, I know people like the sh- it's yeah. popular to shit on. It. I, yeah. I, I, I shit I, on it, but I'll sit there and watch, still it. watch it. You know yeah. why? Because Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, 
Yes. He no, I, I didn't, was brilliant. He's so last, yeah. like, five minutes. Yes. The, the, and then all the theories, I was, like, reading them yeah. all online. I'm like, oh, my God, who are they going to do? Are they gonna? And I think they're going to do what they did last time with uh, Amanda. Mm, okay. Uh, they didn't. They they left it up in the air, and then over the summer they were getting like data on like all these theories if she's alive or dead, and what they thought was more of they they did. Mm. So it's pretty interesting. Like I I have no idea who he's gonna kill, but well, they, I I from what I read, they actually shot everyone's death so that no one yeah, could no leak one knows. anything. Yeah. So like okay, so now literally everyone's dead, and we can decide which one is actually going to be edited in and yeah. you know made the definitive death. So I I didn't like how they they because I, I I'm a big fan of the comics and I'm not completely caught up, but I'm pretty close to caught up to where they're at mm-hmm. now. Um, so I know a lot of the stuff that happens before it happens, but the the TV show does a great job of. Uh, changing little beats and yeah, moving like things around. weaving in and out of it. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they'll put something that happened later, like sooner, or they'll change a character completely. Like mm-hmm. some of the characters that died are still alive on the show, and other ones that lasted longer aren't there. And, and you know, they'll change little bits of their personality and but things. But you kind of so have it to, because like, if they just went beat for beat, you just have like all the fanboys are like, oh, well, you know what's going to happen? Yes. Just to be a dick. I read exactly. the book. Yeah, I read the Thumb comic. The I'll air. tell you what happened. Right. <laughs> Which, like, so I'm, I'm totally cool with. Yeah. The fact that they've made changes and stuff. I, I thought, like, they should have just, all right, come on with the stupid cliffhanger That shit. was the like, only thing. Like, so I, I, I get it. In the age of binge-watching, that's such a dated way to keep yeah. people tuned that's in. Why, that's, why, that's what bothered me with it was, like, it was such a ploy of, like, just to keep people come back. Like, no, they would have come back anyway. Mm-hmm. That was what bothered me was I'm like, you didn't yeah. need to do that for, for viewership because they're, they're going to, no matter who they killed, people would still come back and see. Like right. even if they killed Rick, like it's not people are gonna go. Oh well, fuck us. Like right. it, they're still gonna go back and watch. The same people are gonna pit tune in the next season. Like I think they're just trying. I think it was, and it worked though. I mean, look, we're still sitting here all these months later talking about that they left it at a click, and that's right. what they wanted. They wanted it left at the cliffhanger to have people talking, which they got. So sure. even if it's people talking about it, complaining about it. I'm done it. with it. Yeah. Season seven, Over. episode one. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> that's like that's like. W- oh, it's gonna happen all the time. That's like my next one, WWE. Like, there's a there's a belt change on a Sunday night. Yeah, I'm done. Uh, I'm done with wrestling, folk wrestling. <laughs> Monday night, eight o'clock. Ooh, can't wait to see what happens. Like, <laughs> right. And uh, my last one, Impractical Jokers. Okay. Oh no, yeah. I, just, I yeah, I watched ones I've seen already a bunch I, of times though. I was actually watching that before I came up here, and <laughs> dude, those guys are just oh, it's they're, they're so hilarious. Funny. But a lot of my friends are like, oh, that looks stupid. And I'm like. Dude, it's it's actually really really funny, but it's funny because you can't can be see... amped about it like to them because they right. already have that you know notion like oh this this show sucks yeah right it's it's funny to see because you can see the embarrassment in the situations which is that's what makes it oh yeah. funnier that it's not just like this arrogance of like oh I've done this a million times I don't give a shit like you can still see the oh god I really don't want right. to do this <laughs> <laughs> and like that's what makes it funnier like that's why I think kept that show endearing well they yep. did they did one where the one guy had to walk around the mall and they're telling him what he has to do. Mm-hmm. And it was really creepy. Like he had to give someone a back massage and they had to say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave a back massage to like an eight year old kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just sitting there the whole time. Like, Oh my God. Like, and, and all his friends are laughing at him and he's like feeling like shit about it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, you know what? We'll wrap this one up. 
Uh, and then we'll we'll figure out we'll talk about another topic next week. We'll get a little more into it. But I guess this is a good way of getting to know the three of us and the stupid things that we enjoy. <laughs> yes. All, all we care about is that we enjoy them. Yeah, and I I think the podcast overall will mostly be a celebration of things we love. Yeah. You know, it's easy to just shit on things. Yeah, stuff. I don't want to see so much of yeah. that on the internet. Like, that's I think it's easy much way more to, fun. Yeah, that's the easy way to have any kind of opinion is to have one that's against something. Yes. So all I have to say is nope, <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> and, and there's plenty of that out there already. So this would be a good time. So if you like this, then uh, keep tuning in, and we'll have a lot more coming at you. Thanks for listening. See you, everybody. Bye bye.